You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. I don't know if we can ever be safe on this podcast. And that's true, folks. We can never be safe. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 263. And just thank the Lord you didn't hear some of the pre-show stuff, folks. (laughs) It has been a wild, woolly ride. Elisa has just been... She's lucky I wasn't ready earlier, or we might have really had an opening line for the show. Folks. What are you implying? I Can love I say you. A bad word? <laughs> are you a, saying that I that I said a bad word? A bad word. A bad word. Or twenty. Driving in Northern Virginia. That'll do it. Now, now you understand what I what I'm talking about. Now you understand why I go down the road so early to avoid as much of that as possible. Oh, horrible. Just it awful. It's it's absolutely ridiculous, but I'm not telling anything to anybody that doesn't live around here already knows. It, the traffic's bad. And yes, folks, I am back, mostly. I am still not 100% healed, but we, we decided to soldier on. Plus, I'm not sure if I could trust these two alone together again. They're, 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 they're very, very, very good together, and it's, you know, like I'm going to lose my <laughs> damn job. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I'm going, whoa, wait a minute here. That's just I thought see? we were very polite and very Yes, yes, we nice. were professional. Yes, you, yes. you all did a wonderful job and thank you for jumping in when I couldn't really be up um couldn't be up and around to to do the show. I did stick my little recording in at the end of the podcast. I did uh recorded it on my iPhone as Lisa's suggestion while I was sitting there. So if it sounds a little echoey, folks, it's because I was in a very large room propped up. Uh, trying to uh, get well. I'll just put it that way. I'm not going to share with the listeners all the gory details. So, but I'm mostly I'm back to about 52 percent. I'm going to say I'm not I'm not any further along than that. We're hoping we're going to continue the upward tick. But Mike and uh, Elisa did a wonderful job on the show, and I think Melissa's contributions to episode 262 were stupendous. I I, I just think they were unbelievably. Deep and well How thought. we've lived without her all these years, <laughs> God only knows. I, yeah, I know, really. And yes, folks, we are picking at Melissa. She she is traveling. She is doing the uh, USA across the USA world or country tour or something like that. She's traveling round and round the country, um, and she she passed, but kind of between Elisa and I, about uh, about a week or so ago, she was coming through. So she kind of passed almost in between us. Uh, she's visiting family, so. And she just blew completely by me and didn't even bother to look north as she as she tooled by on her merry uh, trip across the country. Well, and yes, Melissa, we want you to choke on that adult beverage. Yes. <laughs> so, and we tell you what, Melissa, if you're hearing this before you start back, take the northern route. Mike would be happy to host you <laughs> and the kids for a couple weeks, free of charge, food and everything provided, you know. Well, we that got sounds the, like fun. We yeah. got the farmhouse, and I think I could rustle up a rifle, and there's game out there, so uh, they could forage for themselves. They could have a uh, pioneer adventure out there. Ah, Melissa pioneering, that I'd pay to watch. That could be <laughs> <laughs> I think we could make that into a series that would get picked up on for, on some reality channel somewhere. So. <laughs> At least Netflix might pick it up. <laughs> This that would be really the show strangest things instead of stranger things. There you go. 
I'm, I'm picturing Melissa stalking a little bunny rabbit as it goes through the fields. <laughs> oh, me. So anyway. On your life. Yeah. So anyway, I did want to have a little bit of follow up. I know WWDC has been a few weeks ago now, folks. So my bad. And we didn't record last week because Mike and I were not quite in the right place at the right time. Uh, Elisa wasn't available. She was she was traveling last week, uh, and Melissa was traveling, so it just didn't work out. But there were a couple other things I wanted to expand on on WWDC, and one of them links back to three geeky ladies. So, and if you haven't heard their instant reactions to WWDC, go listen to it. Pause right now. Go over and listen to that, and then come right back and listen to the rest of this. Okay, go ahead, folks. Now. We're waiting. All right. Glad you're back. Okay. That's going to go down another rabbit hole. Um, but I know uh, Suze was talking about the Apple TV. I mean, I was excited about what they talked about with the Apple TV. It wasn't as gee golly whiz as I wanted it to be. But it was good in that um, she said there's no Netflix on the Apple TV. And I'm not sure exactly what she means, and you can ask her this at some point, Lisa. Um, I know what you're going to say, and she corrected herself. Oh, okay. We have a new episode just came out, ah, and her husband brought to her attention that she said Netflix when she meant to say Amazon. Ah. So she did. She apologizes, and she did correct herself. She did say that Netflix was not available on the Apple TV. She meant to say Amazon was not available. And now it is. <laughs> or will yeah. be. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's so very... She apologizes. Yep. She apologizes for the error. Because I was sitting in traffic going, what is she talking about? I've been using Netflix for over a year on my Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I'm going, yeah. I thought that was a little strange, too, that Netflix wasn't on, but I don't have an Apple TV, so I can't say, no, you're wrong. I don't know. Well, then I think we need a GoFundMe to get, you know, Elisa an Apple TV. I think that's what no, we need. Nope. No, not necessary. Oh, yeah. I have Roku. I have Fire Stick. I'm good. You have your Roku Fire. Yep, I have my Roku Fire. I'm good to go. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was going to say, because, again, uh, I binge-watched uh, the third season of uh, Turn, uh, George Washington Spies, today. So I got through the complete third season of that. Uh, on Netflix, because it just came to Netflix, because uh, A&E's uh, assholes about it, and they won't let you watch it after there's been a certain amount of time since it's been on the air on their app. So, you know, up yours, A&E, or AMC, whichever one it is. So, anyway, but yeah, so I was using Netflix for that today. Okay, so that's good. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the iPad Pro. I know you all didn't go into that really deeply, when you all had the WWDC, but my God, I was drooling and I'm still drooling all over myself at the thought of an iPad Pro, either size. Is this going to be explicit? <laughs> it could be. Does this have anything to do with Love Goo? No, it's 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 gooless at this point. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clear clarify that, but. I mean, when I looked at uh, the pro- when I've looked at videos since then of people, you know, using them, whether it's the twelve point nine or the ten point five inch, that looks like an amazing device. And what they've done with that in combination with iOS eleven, 
mean, they're getting really, really close to it being, and I know people are going to hate me when I say this, a laptop replacement. No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you've got a dock. The multitasking goes up 10 notches. Now, not that I won't be able to do most, if not all of this, on my iPad Air 2, which makes it that much more difficult for me to try to get an iPad Pro of either size. But... I mean, it just looks unfreaking believable what they have done with it. So, and now that they've, uh, they're going to induce at least a limited file system. So those of us, I, I think it. I'll have to try it out and see how it works. But I think, and maybe I'm just showing my age here, but a file system in my head works a little better. You do have the share menu, but then you share and you share over here and you share back. And then I think you've got multiple copies of the same file around because you're sharing it and each application saves it. Um, and then so you have multiples and at some point you get maybe get confused as to what you have. If you can just have one file system and so let's say you're doing some photo editing and you want to photo edit with this app but then you want to do something else with, with another app and something else with a third app, hopefully it can access the same file and do the things that you want and you don't have to have – to me that share f uh, system was just a little convoluted. Janky. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't quite wrap my mind around it because I say if you're passing it through multiple ones and which one is the right one that I'm using, if you go back to the first step, you know, it just got a little too um, confusing as to what I was doing. So like I say, if you just have a file system and if like I say, if you have a file system there, version one, version two, whatever. Um, so you can, you know, if you don't want to make changes and go back, uh, if you don't like what you've done. That's fine, but uh, I would I can to me it's easier to relate that way than to try and go through the share menu and keep track of things. Yeah, and I think um, that ability in and of itself, and the fact that it also not only is local, it's your cloud services that you can use it with. You know, whether it's Dropbox, uh, iCloud, Box, oh, uh, yeah, Microsoft, yeah, OneDrive, and all of them. So I. I I just think it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to play with iOS 11 when it finally comes out. And now, then the love the may beta? show up. Will you do the public beta? No. No, no I, I don't either. I, I don't have the patience for beta anymore. I do enough beta type of uh, work at work that at home I just need it to work. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to some podcasts earlier today, and a lot of people are complaining that the iOS 11 is basically borking iPads. Oops. And that they have to go and go back and do a reinstall. It's like I don't I don't want to deal with that. You no. know, especially because I only have one iPad. Maybe if I had two and I could say, well this one doesn't matter if it, you know, messes up, it messes up, no big deal. I don't have two. Well, and with I, I don't do betas and even with new iOS releases, I tend to hang back just a few days. I mean like I'll hang back three, maybe four days usually just to see if anybody runs into any major issues because um, I don't want to go through the, the heartache. If I had another, hey, there's the selling argument for me getting an iPad Pro. That way the one of either it or the iPad Air 2 can be a sacrificial lamb. That's right. <laughs> Well, see, what I do when it comes to these things is I will do, obviously, my iCloud backup, but I also do the backup to the computer. Yeah. 
So that way, if it does get borked, I can easily, and I always reinstall through the computer because it's so much quicker. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, I'm trying to think the, because I've got my iPad mini over there, but I don't think that'll take iOS 11, will it? No, I think you're too far out because that's a first yeah. or second gen mini. First, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, first. you've been out of luck for since nine, I think. Yeah. Isn't it okay. um, iPad, like what well, we have, the iPad Air 2 and up? Yeah, because the iPad 4 got dropped. I know that was uh, Melissa's heartache because uh, she has an iPad 4th generation, which I have one of those too, um, but I'm not really worried about it. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I've got a 1st and 2nd gen iPad, but the, they haven't been turned on in years. So, I still have my 1st gen. I haven't had it on for about a year because for a long time, it was a streaming device on the TV in our bedroom. I'd you know, send stuff to it. And then I had, because it had the 30-pin dock connector, mm. you know, had the old type of connector, and you could buy those things. And I th- can't remember if I got it from Apple or what, but it was a plug that could charge, and then it put out as the yellow compositor component. Or if, when you have red, yellow, and white, is that compositor? Com- com- red red and white audio and component. yellow. I think that's those are component. component. Okay, so that put right. it out, and I could run that into the TV so I could stream from my iPad right to the TV. And that worked really well for a long time. Then I eventually got another Roku that had component out. Uh, and I think you can still get that. It's the Roku one or something like that. I can't remember. Um, and that's what replaced the iPad. Is Not that I watch TV in there that often, but um, when I do, it's nice to be able to stream stuff to it because I don't have cable service up there because I got cheap and killed that too, so... But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, my original gen, first gen iPad works great. Unfortunately, it's stuck at iOS five or six. I can't remember. It's stuck way back there. So, but hey, it really it still does work. I mean, you know, and I I guess I could. I've heard of people hacking it and getting it up to seven. I think they said they could get them up as far as iOS seven, but. I just haven't tried that. My Air 2 is still doing good and still running top. Um, no performance issues. The only thing I bump up into against it, and this is another reason for a new iPad, is I do start to get close to the storage limits. I've got a 64 gig Air 2, and every once in a while I start to bump against it. I've never you know, run out of space. I've run it down as low as like a gig. Oh, boy. I've got 128 gig. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just like my, my phone, Luscious. 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 Oh, here she boom, is. Chickawawa, chickawawa, boom, chickawawa, chickawawa, boom, chickawawa. If that thing doesn't rust, I'll be surprised. But, I mean, this is this is a 256 gig uh, phone. So, because I said, I do not want to have that problem again. And if I right. do get an iPad Pro, the biggest I don't think the the size will be as big a question. This is do I get do I get two fifty six or go with five twelve? I'm just looking it up now. I want to see what the prices are. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, because I'm Let's down see. to one hundred eighty five gigs free on my phone. Okay, iPad Pro. Okay, so if you're looking at the ten point five inch model, it starts at six forty nine. Okay, let's see. So if we do six forty nine, we'll just you know you got to jump through all these hoops. Okay, 
512 from 949 dollars. 256 is from 749. So let's say 512. Right. Let's say Wi-Fi only. Oh yes, I don't buy the. Right. And Apple Care is 99, but I don't get Apple Care. Oh, I do. So that's nine. I, I don't know. I do on my computers, but not on my iPad. So nine hundred forty-nine dollars. Let's to continue. Is, now let's see how much the different um, you can get engraving. Okay, it must be on a different page. Nine hundred forty-nine dollars. That's just for the iPad. That doesn't include a keyboard or a cover. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I know. It's a lot of money. I know. Well, because when I was looking, because I kind of missing the iPhone uh, and looking at going to, you know, the iPhone 7. And like, you know, Kevin said, go big or go home. Yeah. And so to get the, uh, I don't know if I get the 256, I think the 128. But I mean, the 256 would be, I think, up there close to that $1,000 uh, range. Is that, I mean, that I got to buy outright because, you know, we've talked about my uh, uh, phone plan here. So you have to buy your, your phone. So yeah, the 256 iPhone 7 Plus is 969. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes, you I'm sure you looked. No, because I bought mine outright. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. And like I say, and you know, I I would prefer the 256. I'd probably get the 128 because at some point I do have to actually pay these freaking bills. Um, oh, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, unless you've discovered that money tree or whatever, but or you just send it to Apple and you know send the bill to Apple and let them pay for it. But right, I did. I did get that link to your bank account. <laughs> Good luck with that. Well, I'm just ciphering off a couple dollars a day. So okay. Well, uh, maybe I can live with that. But no, I'm looking. Like I said, I'm looking at that 128, and man, that's just you know. Um, that's a crap load of money. And like my wife is getting frustrated with her uh, Android phone that we bought because she was used to the Apple phone. And it's just it's it's is kind of driving her up. Well, I'm having an issue or two. Of course, I'm not. OK, we've established this. I'm not normal. Uh, and I'm torturing the hell out of my phone because I've got it connected to my fitness tracker, my Pebble watch, Bluetooth headset, get in the phone in the car. It connects to the car with Bluetooth. I've got this little thing that's supposed to activate uh, Alexa basically on the phone. Um so that's all Bluetooth. And so, yeah, it's kind of going, what do I connect to? And it's getting confused and it's getting a little frustrating. But like I say, if a normal person was using this phone, they'd probably be fine with it. But yeah, um, so I'm kind of looking, you know, I'm kind of having iPhone. I won't say regrets, but I am missing it. So. Well, you, you know, you talk about that. Did you see, uh, is it Sprint or T-Mobile had a deal where you could, it's T-Mobile, you could get uh, the iPhone SE and almost immediately unlock it, and you could get the was it 128 gig? I forget. It was really cheap too. They were selling it for like 120 dollars off. So I mean, it was it was quite a deal. I saw it a couple places, and I don't have the article right in front of me, but um, right. I know well, several. Problem, our problem is neither one of those uh, carriers. They're here, but there's no coverage where we're at. So we're down to like AT and T or Verizon. Um, yeah, but you can so, get the phone unlocked right away, so oh, then you could put your own SIM in it, take their SIM oh, out. Okay, I oh. think cause that's the intimation I got from the articles I was reading. So, yeah, yeah I was might- just looking. 
I was just looking up the price of the SE. Uh, well, that's five hundred dollars. I mean, if you go to the one twenty-eight, my wife would probably be okay with the thirty-two gig, so that would be three ninety-nine because that's about uh, twice what we have now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Yeah, I it, it is, and and I, I've adopted the mantra now that I'm tired of fighting the storage battle after having done it twice. Mm-hmm. I give up. I'm all in. So I'm I'm going at least middle of the road model. Right. So if I were to get an iPad Pro, I w- it would definitely be a 256. Um, I'm leaning towards the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. You know. I want a giant slab of glass to carry. I mean, my iPad doesn't really leave the house. That's the other thing. And with some of the new apps and some of the new features, it might mean I could sit upstairs and do the podcast and not chase the family out of the family room. I mean, I could, you know, have just have a desk or something, you know, a, a small table and a chair upstairs that, you know, I could do the podcast and and wouldn't have to chase the family out of the family room while we're doing it. So, you know... It's gotten stellar reviews so far. Yeah, I know. You know, they're saying that the refresh rate is just so, you know, everything scrolls so smoothly and just there's none of that stuttering and it's undetectable. Well, you know, I I don't really notice it on my air, too. I don't notice the stutter, but I'm I've, everybody I've heard talk about it said you don't notice it until you see it. Exactly. And then you can't unsee it. Like the retina screen. You might have thought your screen looked fine. The first time I saw a retina screen, is like, whoa, where have I been? But now, you know, that wasn't true for me with the retina. Until I laid my first gen against the fourth gen, I didn't see a huge difference. My eyes, I guess, aren't that good, or my glasses at that point were that bad. I'm not sure which it was. Well, I felt that way with HDTV. When we first got an HDTV, I looked at it and said, yeah, okay. Whatever. You know, I didn't really right. see that. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to think now. Is the iPad that I bought, is that is that Retina or is that yeah. just... Okay. It's, it, it's nice looking, but I mean, I, it, it, I didn't go like, wow. The only thing you don't have is you don't have the laminated, they call it laminated glass, where okay. it works better in, in bright environments. Okay. There's that, and you have a slightly slower CPU, right? Then, which is which is still way snappier than my poor old iPad Mini back there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there is there is absolutely nothing wrong with the iPad, the regular iPad that they just released what three months ago, I guess. Yeah, three mm, months ago, roughly. Yeah, maybe four. That's still, and at the price is unfreaking believable mm-hmm. for what you want to do with it. Oh, yeah. But I want to push the limits. I want to be, you know, I've talked to, Mark and I have talked about this, you know, uh, on uh, in Skype or on text message a couple of time, times about how he's really using his, he has a 12.9-inch iPad Pro uh, first gen that he got for Christmas last year. And how it pretty much is his computer. He doesn't use his MacBook Air hardly near as much as he used to. I think he said he's probably 60%, maybe 70% iPad only now. 
So, and you know, famously on this show, he and I talked years ago about, you know, that. And at that point, I wasn't convinced that we were there with the iPad. But the iPad and iOS have gotten to the point now where, you know, it works pretty damn good. And the, the drag and drop stuff, you know, I hate to keep going back to iOS 11, but the ability to drag stuff from one application over to another application and all those sorts of things just make it very, very compelling. And at the price, it damn well better be compelling because you're actually going to pay more for a 12.9-inch iPad Pro than you are for a MacBook Air, which they mm-hmm. just updated. So Right. Well, Suze's got the 9.7 iPad Pro. The only time she turns on her computer is to do the podcast. That's... And she's got that with the Apple Pencil, and she loves it. And that's that's the majority of what I do. And as much as I drooled over the new iMacs, the new 27-inch iMacs, and all the teraflopping they were doing, <laughs> that's... And the teraflops and the knits. And they the, were knitting and teraflopping all over the place. All over the place. So um, as much as I was drooling over those, I would be hard-pressed to justify one of those now. I mean, my iMac is perfectly fine, works works fine. Um, if I had to replace it, God, please don't let anything happen to this thing. So I have to. I don't know what I would replace it with. I, I might might just get an entry level twenty one and a half inch iMac, or I might just get the entry level twenty seven. The only reason I'd get the twenty seven is to be able to have the op- the option to put more memory in it at some point if I wanted to, which is what I did with this. I bought this with four. It now has sixteen or thirty two gigs. I forget what the hell's in it. But, you know, but I have that option. I can do it. Right. Well, and like my uh, it's to the point now where I, you know, I bought my uh, MacBook Pro back there and I haven't used it in a while because well, I've got my Mac mini here, which I use for the, you know, the podcast and for ripping DVDs and that kind of stuff. But if I'm going to be mobile I'll grab one of my tablets, and this weekend we went down to Sioux City to see my daughter, and I took the iPad Mini with me, or the i the iPad with me, um, and I was using that, and that was, you know, and I didn't do a lot. I was just basically checking Facebook, and um, the way I take pictures is convoluted. I take one of my Samsung pictures, upload them to Google, Amazon, and all those places, and download it to my Mac, and the hotel Wi-Fi was crappy, so I couldn't do that. But if I wanted to, then to put some photo editing software on the iPad, because I'm not you know, a hardcore editor. I just want to light and dark and you know, maybe do a few things, maybe some filters, just you know, nothing too much. And so the iPad will do it for me. So I, you know, to the point where I really don't think I need a to the way I'm doing things right now, I don't need a notebook uh, for traveling. Just any one, of, any one of my pads will do the trick depending upon what I'm doing. So um, really, I don't see a need. I got a, you know, the workstation here in front of me to, like I say, do uh, editing, uh, the DVD ripping or any of that stuff. And then anything, or if I just want to sit upstairs, I'll grab a tablet or go outside. You know, it it's going to be one of those. I don't really think i need so like i say i got my macbook back there i don't know what to do with the poor thing um i should maybe sell it for parts but i mean that's exactly uh i I love my imac i love sitting in front Mm -hmm. of all these screens you you know how Mm -hmm. i am with that having a lot of screen real estate but at this point 95 percent of what my imac does is the podcast whether it's editing recording or you Mm -hmm. know whatever 
that's what it does. The last couple of weeks, I've been living on my phone and my uh, iPad. Right. And, you know, that's been perfect for me. From what I've read, and I haven't read a whole lot, but from what I've heard from other podcasters, they're saying if you are the kind of person that just, like Mike said, you check your email, you check Facebook, the plain iPad is fine for you. But if you're someone like us, like you said, Kevin, you want to push the limits, you're geeky, you want to do a lot of photography, you want to work with video, you really want to use this machine, get the iPad Pro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I said, for the way I would want to push it you know for it to be my travel computer for like when we go on vacation or if i'm you know over at the in-laws or something like that and i want to help i'm helping them with something i would take and i've done that before i take my ipad with me over there so i can do stuff you know on i'm on their wi-fi but i'm doing stuff and all that back and forth so yeah it really it really is you know, as I, I think I said on the show, it's probably between it and my phone, it's probably, I'll say 70% of my computing now is done on those two devices together. So, I, I mean, the 7 Plus is amazing. Um, there are a couple little things about it that I would change, and it would be even more perfect. I would like, and I know everybody starts screaming. I use the Apple Mail app because it's the only one of all the ones I've tried that works the way I think a mail, my brain says a mail app should work. You know, and that's my brain disclaimer. What's left of it anyway. But the one thing that I wish it would do is when you did it in portrait or landscape mode is that it wouldn't, you know, bring up the... If I have an email open and I go to landscape mode, Instead of bringing up and showing my inbox in one column, which is about a third of the screen, then the email and the other two-thirds of the screen. No, turn the whole freaking email and make it one big screen. <laughs> you know, things like that. I'm pretty much there in iOS. I mean, and Melissa's other show, In Touch With, what's she called? In Touch in, With iOS. In Touch With iOS. I wanted to make sure I didn't say it wrong. Um, they talk about that. And uh, our friend, or at least a friend of mine, Steve Stanger, uh, I think most of you guys know who, who he is. Uh, he and I have chatted back and forth, and I think he said this year he was doing an experiment. I haven't asked him recently where he was trying to do everything with just his iPad and his phone. He wasn't, and Steve's a longtime Mac user. I mean, long, way longer than I am. Um, so, and you know, he that's where he was going. He was going that route, and as 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 OS, uh, Mac OS, and iOS start to blur the lines a little bit more, it's going to be tough to, to make a sale because, frankly, for what they charge for a freaking notebook and the fact I don't really need a notebook um, or a laptop, whatever you want to call it, it's just too damn much. If, if I had to buy a laptop, I'd buy the cheap 13-inch MacBook Pro. I would go in right at the base. I might bump the RAM, and that would be it. But truthfully, a Mac Mini would do everything I need to do for a, with a Mac. So now, do I want an iMac Pro? Oh God, yes, I want an iMac Pro. Mm -hmm. Do I want to drop five grand on it? No, hell no, I don't want to drop five grand. <laughs> so, you know, it is what. It, and uh, Steve's uh, Steve Sheridan, Allison's husband, uh, last week for Father's Day, I knew this in advance. Uh, he got a brand new one of the new twenty-seven inch iMacs. Um, 32 gigs of RAM, one terabyte SSD, mm. 
I can't remember what else Allison put in it for him. So it's 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 an awesome machine. And Allison, if you're listening, since I am Steve's DR site, I'm still waiting for you know my clone because his and mine were identical up until this point. I'm still waiting for my clone to show up here. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know, okay, Allison. So she told me there was a problem with shipping <laughs> last I heard. So, but anyway. So and and talking about. Um, we were talking earlier about file systems and, and the fact that Mike likes files. He likes to see <laughs> files. He likes to touch his files. He likes to get gootastic with his files, I think, is what he really... <laughs> yes, the goo wow. You just made this dirty. <laughs> That's my job. I say, then he yep. has succeeded. Yes. His we'll job here is check. done. Mike, Mike put a link in the show notes to Amazon killing something. Yeah, there and you know this was something, and I hadn't really quite utilized it. It's something I subscribed to, and I've worked at at it, but I really haven't. Like a lot of things, I get a little ADD sometimes. I start stuff and forget to finish it. Um, but I was going to use because uh, Amazon had a unlimited cloud storage for sixty dollars. You got unlimited cloud storage, and you could put whatever you wanted up there. Well, they're killing that. Um, and what they're going to do instead, um, if this stupid browser would scroll here, um, they're going to do away with that, and then you buy a certain amount of storage. And I was trying to find where make you. I'm I'm looking at the page on the make use of site, and those people are starting to torque me off because they're they're putting so much stuff in here that the page is not too responsive, but they're going to change it. So instead of $60 for unlimited, oh, there it is. Instead of $60 for unlimited storage, um, all customers will get five story or five gigs for free. And after that, it's eleven ninety nine per year for up to a hundred gigabytes and then 60 bucks for up to a terabyte. And then every terabyte after that, uh, up to 30 terabytes will pay an additional $59 a year, um, which would bring the uh, total. I mean, if you did it all, it would bring the total up to $1,800 a year if you were to max out. It was it 30 terabytes. Yeah, um, that's getting a little, you know, pricey. And I, you know, I think I might just drop the unlimited plan because I really hadn't got stuff in there like I'd planned. And uh, mostly, I'm using it and the free. Story photo option, Prime Photo, is still there. So you can unlimited photos until they change your mind on that. It's usually it's Google that's killing off something yeah. that people are liking. They're notorious for that. But, um, you know, as long as Amazon still maintains the unlimited um, upload of photos, I'm going to keep using that because that's primarily what I was using it for. Um and then I still have, I think, yeah, I've got the five gigs of extra storage. So if I do have some documents or something I want, you know, store it off site, I can put it in there, some important files or whatever, as long as it doesn't exceed the five gigabytes. But, you know, I was mildly bummed about that because that was going to be my off site storage. Now, I guess what's a, uh, what's like Backblaze or what's the other backup? Backblaze, crash plan, yeah. Um, they each have their pros and cons. I've used both. Yeah, yeah. and they're both at that $60. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, now, I think that, I pay $50 a year for Backblaze. Okay, is that – well, that's unlimited storage on mm -hmm. one machine, right? 
Yes, but you can also back up your external hard drives. Okay. Which I do. Because I, I know for a while, a few years ago, I was listening to podcasts where they were talking about the pros and cons of, uh, you know, the different backup services. And so I guess they oh, so they have now included external drives because I think for a while, or at least on one of the services, you couldn't do external drives. But so, yeah, if I have basically my file server here that I sync everything to, and then that was to sync with the cloud, then that would be okay. So I probably should have you an offsite backup plan of some sort. But um, like I say, I thought that was going to be, you know, uh, uh, the way I wanted to do things with Amazon. But yeah, the the one thing I can't remember which one it was when I was researching it, and I don't know if it'd be as important to me right now, but when I was going to go with, I have a different strategy. I have hard drives disseminated and all this stuff. I'm not going to go through that whole process. Anyway, um, with the cloud storage or cloud backup solution, I should say, not cloud storage, but cloud backup solution. The one thing I looked at, and I don't remember which one of them it was, the one that would send you a hard drive, you had to put a deposit down on it, and then you could back everything up to the hard drive, and that got your first backup up in the cloud. You sent it back to them, they put it up in the cloud, and then you just updated it. Because I've got uh, my primary hard drive here, I've got just just under a terabyte of space used up on it. So that, with my other external drive, I'm probably looking at about one and a half terabytes that I'd need to put up, and put up in the cloud. And to get it all up there initially would take frickin' forever. Mm-hmm, it would. So that's... You know, that's why I thought about doing something like that. But, And I'd considered the Amazon thing, too, because they used to have, there was, was it called ARC? A-R-Q, I think is the name of the application, that lets you use uh, Amazon's S3 storage, and it was pennies, you know, per gigabyte or terabyte or something, right, less right, than a penny. Like two, two cents or something per gigabyte or yeah, something it was, crazy it was, like that? It was dirt freaking cheap. Yeah. Uh, and I considered doing that, too, but... I haven't done that. I I do have multiple hard drives uh, scattered uh, across, I'll say, Virginia and Maryland. <laughs> so, you know, and I back them up. My, I cycle through the hard drives and all that. So I would never lose a whole lot. Right. I, I put at risk maybe a day or two. But, I don't. again, I don't do enough to make it that risky right. for right. that. So, And they're well, full and- clones. And if I want to do an offsite backup, what I had talked about doing was my son, who is another geek. uh, If he ever right now, he's living in an apartment, but if he ever gets moved and he's working on trying to buy a house, if he ever gets moved into a house, just find a closet somewhere, take an old uh, laptop, let's say maybe my Mac back there (laughs) uh, and, you know, put a sufficiently uh, sized hard drive in there. I could back it up here. Uh, a USB drive, back it up here, take it there, and then just have uh, find uh, something that would do uh, um, incremental backups, delta backups back and forth, or you know, one way probably more than likely, so that I would have an offsite backup, so it would automatically be backed up, and you know, I'd be safe that way instead of having to you know swap hard drives and take them somewhere. I just have that one there, and you know, he's like I say, he's a geek like me, so I would trust him to you know not turn off the computer or not burn down his house i hope he wouldn't well do one that. thing you could do in that respect is crash plan 
you can back up your hard drive to somebody else's and okay. you can password protect it so okay. that he'll have access access to it on a computer, but he can't see anything. Plus, mm. you can't – when you look at it, it's just a bunch of gobbledygook. You can't really see anything. You have to use their app to say, I'm looking for that file from two weeks ago. Mm. And then when you find it, then it downloads onto your computer. Yeah. But that's something that you can do. And the good thing right. about CrashPlan is that it has versioning where Backblaze only goes back, I think, a month. So with CrashPlan, you can set it up. I want this to go back a year, not with Backblaze. So you have to keep that in mind, too. I mean, mm. CrashPlan would get kind of – it's Java-based, so it would it would do some funky things on the computer. So I stopped using that, and I think it's been in August. It'll be two years that I'm using Backblaze. But it, that takes up a lot of room. Like right now, it's taking up almost six gigs of hard drive space. Mm. Well, you know, the other, you, know, you talk about that with CrashPlan. I know Dave uh, Hamilton talks about how he does that with family members using the CrashPlan app. I mean, you know, like just for instance, uh, you two could send me a hard drive. I could send each of you guys a hard drive and we could back up like that, you know, and have, you know, again, using the crash plan software, have it encrypted so that Mike doesn't see all my secret plans to take over the world and eliminate his goo. His love goo. Yeah, yeah, I don't get I won't get pictures of his goo, love goo. So, you know, it's just safer that way. But, uh, um, much safer, yes. <laughs> anyway, what's well, a shame that they're killing that off because it was a great service. And I can tell you, it ain't because they're not building data centers. My God, they cannot stop building down near where my office is. They continue to build data centers down there, and Amazon in particular. So, so yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know why they're getting out of. The, I guess maybe maybe it wasn't being utilized. Maybe it was being abused by a few people, which is typically what causes problems like that. So who knows? But anyway, it is a shame we're losing that. Well, and, and you know, I may have been one of those people that was going to abuse it if they would have, um, because I think it's Plex would allow you to access uh, cloud drives. And if they would let me a uh, access um, uh, Amazon, I would have uploaded my videos to that. So I would have an offsite backup for my videos that I've ripped and recorded and whatever. But yeah, since they're killing that, well, no, never mind then. So yeah, no, that would have been um, that would have been cool. But you know, there's not there's only so much you can do uh, when these big companies decide to kill off things. Like you said, it's usually Google that kills off stuff that we're yeah. using or liking. So um, I would hope they never kill Gmail because that would just crush people. But um, I think that'd cause the economy to implode. It might. It might. And yes, Lisa, Elisa, that could be Mike's new place of employment. So, <laughs> back, back, back channel conversation, folks. Um, I think with that, we'll move on to our picks for this week. Um, and actually, they were the picks for two weeks ago. Yeah, technically, that's right. Two weeks ago, they All were right. the picks. Um, and I set the amount particularly at $1 value. Because if Melissa had been with us, I know what she would have chosen. She would have chosen a new iPad Pro. So I kept it so that she couldn't choose an iPad Pro. Yes, Melissa, I was thinking of you. I set the dollar value just that much too high for you to be able to do that. And then she just doesn't come on the damn show. So, you know, whatever. That's the way it goes. So I'll let, uh, I'll let Mike start with his pick because it looks interesting and somewhat uh, yoga-ish. 
Sort of, yeah. Well, um, I like to ride my bike once in a while, and so yeah, I th- think it would be kind of nice to take it with me, but I don't want a damn bike rack on the back of our vehicle, or and we don't have room to put it in the vehicle, and so I came across this. Uh, and, of course, this is play money. Uh, even I have my limits. I don't think I'd get this, but it did look interesting. It's a folding bicycle. Um, it's a change, lightweight, full-sized road-folding bike Shimano uh, 24-speed. So this is supposed to be a, um, it's a full triangular uh, structure design. So it's, you, you know, your core, the uh where the seat the pedals and the handlebars are that's all one triangle so it should be good and sturdy it's not you don't have to fold anything there so hopefully it would be um good and sturdy for writing and uh, i think i said uh it's been cripes two weeks i have to remember what i read here but um it's 100 standard parts compatible uh multi-size frame available for different heights and uh ergonomic design and i think i saw somewhere on here it's uh uh, meets oh some code or something like that. I can't find it right of hand. But basically, what it does is the wheels fold in, then you take the uh, steering fork off. No, it looks like it's on there, but you, your wheels will fold uh, in. So it looks like it takes up a small amount of area that you could conceivably uh, put into the back of your car, or uh, like we have an Equinox or something like that. Uh, so conceivably, it would fit in there. And you wouldn't have to have the stupid bike rack on the the back. And it just, it looks like, yeah, an interesting design. It's it's sort of, you know, think origami type stuff where you're folding stuff together. But, uh, and I don't know how much assembly or disassembly it would require. I'm assuming you're going to have to do, no, it looks like the chain stays on there, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But like I say, it just, it looks like it's an interesting thing. And it's within our price range because that is uh, $1,350. Well, you know, I see this in, you, you, you've both seen the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, I assume, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And you know the part where Snoopy is dealing with the, the old style folding beach chair where he's trying to get it. I just picture Mike doing that with his bike, you know, and, you know, them circling each other in the yard and fighting and trying to get, trying to one to get the best of the other. So <laughs> I, I just, I picture Mike being eaten by his bike or, 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 <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. It's just, wow. you know, uh, well, I, I have machines that fight me a lot anyway. So this is a real possibility but uh i just thought it looked interesting if anybody out there is a bike enthusiast and don't want the stupid bike rack and you have room to fit it inside your car i thought this would be a a reasonable alternative if you don't mind paying that price it's it's reasonable for that yes because the bike racks on the back of vehicles for some reason bug the hell out of me on the back of a camper or an rv it doesn't bother me but when i see people going down the road with six bikes on the back of their car it's like really just ride the damn bikes already, okay? <laughs> so, very good pick. Elisa, do you want to tell the kind folks what you chose? Well, I thought of this because of you. Because we're in the favorite time of the year right now, the blazing heat of summer. Yeah. So I picked, now when I picked this, this was within the price range. It has gone up. It is now $1,536.99. So it's gone up about $40 since I put it on the list two weeks ago. So it is called a Sunjoy 
Forks Screen House Pavilion. <laughs> I'm my mind just went right off into a bad place there. <laughs> you know, I, I try to be polite. I try to be nice. This is what it gets me. Now, this is a really nice, like a gazebo, screened in. It says, renovate your backyard deck or pool area, sturdy, safe steel and aluminum construction with a durable, rust-resistant, powder-coated finish. Assembly is required, but it's vented, so it lets air in and out, but it will keep you safe from the elements. So that would be something, I think, Kevin, that you would enjoy because you could be outside enjoying the sunshine without sitting in the sweltering heat. As long as it has a built-in AC unit, I'd be good with it. We could we could do that. It needs central air conditioning too. I think we could run a plug. Don't you remember my? Uh, we could run pick. a long extension cord. Don't you, don't you remember my pick from a couple weeks ago? Was that a portable air conditioner? Yes, there that's true. There you go. There we go. Th- this appears to be slightly more ventilated, and that I'm not sure how well the portable air conditioner would well, work. Well, you know that could be vents can be sealed. It's uh, a screen house, you know. Let me just. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, we could uh, figure out something. We could put plastic around there, seal that baby up. Or I could just stay the hell inside where I like it. <laughs> yeah, and, and wait and till then, my uh, beloved winter shows up, then I can go back outside. Well, yeah, because okay. then. Lisa, uh, Lisa reminded me that the saddest day of the year was uh, for me is June 20th or the first day of summer because mm-hmm. I do love my warm temperature. But that just reminded me that now the days are going to be slowly getting shorter. That's and, right. And uh, eventually we're this, uh, the slow descent into the hell that I call winter. And so it's begun. And it's not as bad as it used to be. But there was days I really got bummed out the first day of summer because I realized this is as good as it's going to get. And it's all it reminded go me that we there. never did the weather forecast. <gasps> That's right, we didn't. Because we have had a crappy summer so far. It is we've had our pool open for two weeks, fourteen days as of today, and we've been in it three times because it has been crappy. I think it's been beautiful. Well, and about uh, uh, was it. A week ago, a week and a half ago, I guess it was, we had some really interesting weather. We had a storm move through town. We had trees ripped out by the roots. Um, we lost, oh, this town, the, the, see, that happened on a uh, uh, Monday, I think it was. So Tuesday, the dump is right across the street from the school. And so there was a sad parade of uh, payloaders and skid steers and trucks hauling all these trees out to the dump. I called it an anti-Arbor Day parade because they were just dragging them all out. I mean, big, huge trees that just got ripped out by the roots that got broke off, that got snapped. We had one that fall fell on a guy's uh, or a kid's pickup. He'd just gotten out of it. I think they said like 30 seconds earlier, went across the cab and just squished the cab. If he would have been in there, he would have been squished. Nobody was hurt. Uh, sidewalk where the trees... Uh, uh, got uprooted, took out chunks of sidewalk, um, fell on some houses, damaged a garage or two, uh, a house. Uh, there was some you know, damage done here, and it was all literally five minutes of wind because I was downstairs here on the computer. I wasn't listening to anything, so I hear, heard the wind hit the window well down here right above me, and I thought, wow, that sounds like it was kind of violent. So me being the tiki, uh, geeky uh, lazy person I am, I was going to turn on my video, my ring video doorbell and look outside to see what the weather was doing. Well, at that instant, the power went out. I went, well, shit, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, some nasty storms, and, and then I'll talk about my pick, come through, I believe it was last Monday or Tuesday, 
and about on, on one of the uh, on my way to work I heard people talking about it and then I started or after I'd gotten home I saw all these traffic alerts coming in roads closed and all this stuff I think you were still down here when this all happened at least when those storms went through and yeah, as we were driving home from Woodbridge it was pouring but um, near uh, one of the towns that I drive by uh, I kept seeing oh you know route seven closed and all this stuff trees and road and I got to this one you know there wasn't much, and then I got to this one stretch that was probably three-quarters of a mile long, and it looked like all oh, hell had broke loose. All these pine trees and stuff all over the road, road signs twisted and turned and everything like this. It was like, shit, glad I wasn't driving home at that time of day. <laughs> so, Well, and if I can throw in one more quick weather story. Um, so a week ago last Sunday, we had a uh, hard rain come through uh, about two inches. And then I uh, went to work Monday and I came home, was home for about an hour. And the uh, um, superintendent called me and said, you need to come down to the elementary. We got a mess down there. Well, apparently the roof had leaked and into the school library and the floor, carpet was soaking wet in there. About 150 books were water damaged beyond repair. Uh-huh. And so we couldn't do much about it. And then, um, that was on Monday. Tuesday morning, we had another uh, deluge come through about uh, two inches in about 20 minutes. And we ha- hadn't gotten the roof fixed, so all we could do is sit the- stand there in the library and watch this water pour down like a waterfall in there. I mean, it's coming down that hard. And so as soon as it was done, we got the roof repair guys out there, got it fixed, got taken care of. Uh, but, yeah, so that was our big thing there was that we had about four inches of water in the library. Uh, just from that rain. It was a floor. It was a roof drain that had gone bad and leaked water all over the place. So, uh, yeah, we've had our tail, our share of weather uh, stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my pick, okay. I was uh, when I was sitting there uh, talking about this, I for some reason started jonesing or jonesing uh, thinking about Linux again. I don't even remember why. And uh, oh, I do, because I saw the I saw uh, a link for this. Uh System76, which is a company that makes specific, uh, they make Linux laptops. I mean, when you order them, you can customize them. Think like, you know, your Mac or anything like that. You can, you know, build to order type of thing. They released a laptop that has a very strong resemblance, and it's the model uh, called the Galago, I think is how you say it, Pro Linux Notebook. It looks a lot like a MacBook Air. And, um... Uh, you can do all kinds of different configurations to it. Um, it's a nice, it's fairly lightweight. You can get it with Ubuntu, you know, uh, either 16.04 or 17.04. Um, and the configuration I came up with, I think I put 16 gigs of RAM and a 250 gig SSD in it. Uh, came up to uh, just a little over $1,400. So it's... Um, it's a nice laptop. It's a nice looking Linux laptop. It looks very modern. Um, I just like the way it looks. And you know, Mike and I both have professed our our mm-hmm. desire, our uh, affinity, I should say, for for Linux and how much we both enjoy using Linux from time to time. I like using anything. That's why I like the Mac OS too, because I like stuff that's Unix based. Um, that that speaks to my inner geek. So that's my choice for the laptop. Mike, you look perplexed by my choice. No, I'm just sitting here looking. You can actually get a second uh, uh, drive in this computer, mm-hmm. and it it looks awfully interesting. And I've got one down here that I acquired. It's an old uh, 
HP uh, convertible one that uh, I put uh, Linux Mint KDE on there, and I need to sit down and experiment with that. But I wanted that because it's one of those old uh, HP laptops with the pin on it. Uh, oh, okay. And so I wanted something that would uh, interact with the pen. And uh, like, and the KDE kind of fascinates me, and I need to sit down and experiment with that one a little bit. There's lots of things I need to do. I just need to quit fooling around and do them. Ah, as we mm. all do. Well, folks, we will skip the weather forecast since we forgot it at the beginning, even though uh, Elisa was kind enough to remind us of it. Um, she's enjoying the weather more than I am. We'll just leave it that way. It's her season. She's Elisa is in season. I'm out of season, and Mike's in between his seasons. So we'll just go with it that way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd leave the double entendre there. So uh, why don't we start with Elisa? You want to tell the kind folks where they can hear more from you? Okay, at Sensei Dai on Twitter, threegeekyladies.com which is the podcast I do with Suze Gilbert, Vicki Stokes. And we just released episode 105, which was called Summer Fun, uh, yesterday. Now I'm thinking fun, 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 till the daddy, till takes, daddy the takes a T-bird, t-bird away. away. So now I'm picturing the three of you riding around in a convertible T-bird. So there you go. The hair and the breeze. Yeah, there you go. Mike's hair there's blowing in the breeze. It. Yes, there's lots of it. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I know. <laughs> And, Michael, where can the folks find out more ponderings and pontifications and ponderances from your pontiferous self? That sounds like a Ponzi scheme to me. Um, <laughs> but um, if I'm not driving down the road and blowing my hair off, uh, <laughs> uh, I can be found at on Twitter at DSC Chipman, or I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. Or um, if you want to hear me talk about sci-fi and teching, go over and check me out on sci-fi-tech-talk.com. Yes, and go have a listen to an excellent show, folks, much like Elisa's other show. So. They all have other shows. I just screw up this show. So there we go. Folks, if you want to find out or hear more from me, go over to twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. And you can see the latest picture of my new little kitten that joined our family on uh, uh, Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Uh, Daisy came in, and she's all of 1.7 pounds at this point. And she spent a lot of time today cuddled up against my neck sleeping as a... I guess trying to stay warm. I'm not sure which, but she's an adorable little thing. So, and yes, that is the third cat that we now have. We have three cats, but anyway. So, if you want to see more pictures of Daisy, or maybe even a picture of me occasionally, go over to Twitter.com, and I'm there. If you want to find out more about other things I might have done or crimes I may have committed, go over to About.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, go over to GeekiestShowEver.com. And reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome. They help us get discovered by other people. And thank you again to all those folks that have posted reviews and comments. We do appreciate it. So, folks, I think that will wrap us up for this week. And I hope you remember one thing. Between, between now and next week... Don't forget to hug a geek. Here we go! Curious about Nintendo? Well, check out the Nintendo Club podcast. This podcast is done twice a week. We dive into all things Nintendo. We dive into retro. We dive into current games, what we're playing, what cool Nintendo news is going on. Check it out here at the Spotlight Network, the Nintendo Club podcast. We broadcast this live out every Sunday evening starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the NintendoClubPodcast.com website for more information.